the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, senior pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Good morning to my People's Baptist Church family, and good morning to our guests and friends who have joined us in worship this day. We also greet those who are uh, worshiping in the live stream, those who are scattered around the world in Britain, the Caribbean, Africa, and elsewhere. We are so delighted that we can come together as a people, both in person and virtually, in order to worship our great God. The title of the message today is The Sovereignty of God. Now, there are some biblical truths which require periodic repetition because they are so important in our understanding of our faith. And this is one of them. It's important that as Christians, we understand as much as we can about the God whom we serve. The Bible tells us all that we need to know about God. He's infinite, eternal, unchanging. He has all power and wisdom. He's holy, righteous. He's good and, as we say, all the time. His love, his grace, his mercy, and his patience are unconditional and eternal. I could spend half a year just speaking about the attributes of God, what theologians call the communicable and the uncommunicable attributes of God. However, today I want to speak about the sovereignty of God, which simply means that God is in absolute control of everything visible and invisible. As we heard read by Reverend Wright just a moment ago, in First Chronicles chapter 29, Verses 11 and 12 says, Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor. For everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt 
and give strength to all. God owns and controls everything because he created everything. He created nature. He sustains nature. He can overrule the laws of nature when he, when he wants to perform a miracle. He is in control of history. The Bible says that everything is moving toward a climax. There's a plan, a purpose, a climax toward which everything is moving. God is also in control of our lives. And the question I would like to pose this morning is, how does the fact that God is sovereign or in control of all things apply to your life and mine here and now? What impact does God's sovereignty have on our life as persons living in the 21st century? Well, because God is sovereign, there are three things I want to mention. Because God is sovereign, sovereign, our plans have a limit. Proverbs 19:21 says, we make a lot of plans, but the Lord will do what he has decided. Now, I don't know about you, but I've experienced many changes in the plans that I had for my life uh, early on. I know that at one point, I wanted to be an evangelist, having um, witnessed um, uh, Reverend Leighton Ford in Crusades, the Graham Crusades in Jamaica. In fact, on Friday, we spoke. He's now 91 years old and still going strong. But then, uh, later on, I wanted to be a missionary to East Africa. And then a historian at the University of the West Indies. But God in his sovereignty knew what he wanted me to do. I had no idea or desire to be a full-time local church pastor. But God knew what he wanted me to do. And he said, I want you to be the pastor of the oldest African-American church in New England. And here I I am after 43 years of ministry. Thank God for his sovereign control of my life, which enabled me to spend my career serving as Christ on the shepherd to the most wonderful group of people that I know. I'm sure many of you listening to me have discovered that things do not always go the way you planned. Proverbs 16 and verse 1 says, We humans make plans, but the Lord has the final word. At best, our plans are tentative because we can't see ahead. We make plans, but they really are changeable, as we have experienced. Many times, God has a better idea than we have in planning to do certain things. So we need to be flexible and to be open to what God has to say to us. It is certainly presumptuous for any Christian to say, I don't need God to tell me what to do. I can figure it out myself. It is presumptuous of us to assume that everything is going to go the way that we want them 
to go. The Bible says that since life is uncertain, we should not presume on it. And uh, James, in James 4, 13 through 15, uh, says this. He says, now listen to me, you that say, today or tomorrow we will travel to a certain city where we will stay a year and go into business and make a lot of money. You don't even know what your life tomorrow will be. You are like a puff of smoke which appears for a moment and then disappears. What you should say is this. If the Lord is willing, we will live and do this or that. No, it is okay to make, make plans as long as you understand that they are tentative. Plans need to be flexible. Some people make plans and if anything varies in the plan, then they get an ulcer. We make plans, but ultimately God calls the shots in our life as believers. We must include God in our goal setting. How? We talk to him about it and ask for his direction and guidance. Any plans without prayer is presumption. Instead of praying, God, I want you to bless what I'm doing, we should pray, God, help me to do what you are blessing. Proverbs 16 and verse 9 says, We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. So pray about your plans. Ask God what he wants you to do. Ask him for wisdom, and you will find that you're You'll, you'll find yourself in the center of God's will and uh, you will be so happy to know that uh, God is with you and leading you and guiding you. But the second thing about um, God's sovereignty is that our problems have a purpose. Our problems have a purpose. First Peter chapter 1, 5 uh, through 7 says, you have faith in God, whose power will protect you until the last day. Then he will save you just as he has always planned to do. On that day, you will be glad, even if you have to go through many trials for a while. Your faith will be like gold that has been tested in a fire. And these trials will prove that your faith is worth much more than gold that can be destroyed. They will show that you will be given praise and honor and glory when Jesus Christ returns. So what is Peter saying here? Basically, Peter is saying that life is not a series of random events that have no meaning. If you're a child of God, a believer in Jesus Christ, nothing can come into your life without the Heavenly Father's permission. Because God is in control, everything that happens to you is what we could call Father-filtered. I'm not saying that everything that happens is God's will. There are many things that happen in life that are not God's will. Sin is not God's will. 
Cancer is not God's will. A tragic accident is not God's will. God doesn't cause problems in our lives. He doesn't have to. We bring enough problems on ourselves. And other people bring enough problems into our lives. However, God allows these problems and uses them for a greater purpose that he knows from before the foundation of the world what he wants to do. He's an expert at turning bad things into good things, at taking problems and bringing good out of them. Now, God could have kept the Apostle Paul out of prison at Philippi, but he let him go to prison because he wanted him to to meet a jailer, the Philippian jailer. And as a result of of, um, hearing Paul and Silas praying, he came to accept Jesus Christ, and he and his family, and the church was started in the city of Philippi. Now, God could have had Pharaoh say yes when Moses asked him to let his people go, but instead he let him say no so that he could perform miracles which um, the Israelites needed to, to see as well as the Egyptians. God could have kept Jesus from going to the cross, but he allowed the crucifixion so that he could do a resurrection so that we could be saved from our sins and have eternal life. God allows problems in our lives, but he doesn't cause them. Don't blame God for all of the evil in the world. And there are a lot of people who are concerned about this, and as a result, they, they say they can't believe in God. But God allows these problems and the situations that we see Uh, around us to take place and then he brings it all into focus to help us to understand our inadequacy and our need for his divine help and his divine power. Because God is in control, our plans have a limit and our problems have a purpose. If that is true and it is, then how should we respond to our our problems, knowing that every problem has a purpose behind it and that God has permitted it for a reason known only to him. Let's look at um, at two biblical examples for just a moment. Job. Let's take Job. He was the wealthiest man in the world at his time. And he lost all of his wealth overnight. He went bankrupt and all of his children were killed the only family member that was left was his wife, and she was a problem for him at times. Then the devil caused Job to, to get a horrible disease, that his body was oozing with, with sores, that he, he was uncomfortable just about 24 hours a day. And when his wife saw what was happening to him. He says, Job, why don't you just curse God and die? You can't take much more than this. Brothers and sisters, Satan cannot get into your life without God's permission. He is a creature and has to do what God allows him to do. 
God allows Satan to test us for a period of time in order to produce a race of tested individuals who love the Lord Jesus Christ, and then he will be destroyed. If you lost everything as Job did, how would you have responded? Listen to Job, a man of faith. Job chapter 1 and verse 21 says, I came naked from my mother's womb, and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had, and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. My, my, that's faith. And the end of the story is that God restored everything the devil had taken away from Job and gave him twice as much as he lost. God is in control of our lives. If God closes one door, he can open another. You lose a job, God can give you another one and even a better one. And many of you can testify to that. Joseph is another biblical example of the sovereignty of God. Joseph was his father's favorite son, and as a result, all of his brothers got very jealous of him and sold him into slavery, and he was taken into Egypt. In Egypt, he is sold to an Egyptian official named Potiphar. His wife tried to seduce him. He wouldn't give in, so she accuses him of rape, and he spent the next several years in prison. I'm sure Joseph was saying, where is God in all of this? What did I do to deserve this? Why me, Lord? But Joseph was exactly where God wanted him to be. God was in control and was working through the circumstances of his life in order to accomplish his purpose. God didn't cause the brothers to sell him into slavery. He didn't uh, cause him to be in, in prison, but he allowed the brothers to sell him into slavery and uh, for him to be in prison so that he could do with Joseph what he wanted to do. And so later, Joseph rose to a position of prominence in Egypt, second only to Pharaoh. God gave him the opportunity to meet face-to-face with his brothers again after those many years. And this is what uh, Joseph had to say to them when he met them, as recorded in Genesis 50, 19 through 21. It says, but Joseph told them, don't be afraid. I have no right to change what God has decided. You tried to harm me, but God made it turn out for the best so that he could save all these people, as he is now doing. Don't be afraid. I will take care of you and your children. After Joseph said this, his brothers felt much better. Some of you may have been hurt by bosses and employees, family members, and other people in your life. They meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. There may be people who want to destroy you, but the God whom you serve will protect you because he's in control of your life.
As Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, 16 and 17, we never give up. Our bodies are gradually dying, but we ourselves are being made stronger each day. These little troubles are getting us ready for an eternal glory that will make all our troubles seem like nothing. God says the temporary problems that um, you and I are going through right now are minor compared to the reward we are going to receive when we see Jesus. Our plans have a limit and our problems have a purpose. But thirdly, our prayers have an impact. It is not a waste of time to pray. The Bible says because God is in control of everything, he has the ability to answer our prayers. If God was not sovereign, then prayer would be a waste of time. Who wants to pray to someone who can't answer? Can you imagine coming to God and praying and saying, God, I really need your help in this situation. And God answers, I would like to help you, but I can't. I don't have the power to do it. I'm sorry. No, God never says that. When we go to him, because God is omnipotent, we can pray and he will do whatever needs to be done. Paul says in Ephesians 3.20, he says, Now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power, at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Nothing is too hard, too big, or impossible for the sovereign God that we serve. God says, think of the greatest prayer request, the wildest dream that you have, and I can go beyond that. The point is prayer can do whatever God can do. So why don't we take advantage of it of it more. There are very reasons. In fact, um, James says, you do not have because you do not ask. Over 20 times in the New Testament, it says, ask, seek, and knock. God says, I want you to ask for anything you desire, and I will do it. I'm in control. It is encouraging to me to to know that things that are beyond my control are not beyond God's control. Some of you may be thinking or saying, my children are out of my control. Well, they are not out of God's control. My health is out of control and I can't do anything about it. It's not out of God's control. My finances are falling apart. It's hopeless but they are not out of God's control. Things may not be going well in your job, in your business, in your marriage, or in other areas of your life. You can go to your Heavenly Father, and you can ask Him for help. That's the power and privilege of prayer that the children of God have. There is no attribute of God that is more comforting to the Christian than the sovereignty of God. He is in complete control of your life and mine as believers in Jesus Christ. 
Someone may be thinking, my life is a mess. Well, how big do you think God is? He is big enough to handle your mess. God knows how to turn bad into good and how to bring purpose out of problems. Don't waste your problems. Give them to God. When you are worried sick, remember God is in control. When you are defeated, discouraged, and feel like a total failure, remember God is in control. When you are sick and flat on your back, remember that God is still your God and he's in control. When you're standing by the casket of a loved one and wondering how you're going to make it without them, remember that you have God who is in control and will, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Or oh, when you read or see the, the news, all the bad things that are happening uh, in our country and in the world, Remember that God is still in control. You may not understand oh, how he's going to uh, pull things together and make them better. But he is in control and he has a plan and a purpose and he will never fail. Or oh, when you face a problem you cannot handle, remember that your God is in control of your life and he will be there to help you. Remember that God is omnipotent. All power belongs to him. He speaks and it happens. He commands and it is done. He sees all. He hears all. He knows all. He is above all and beyond all. He is a supreme authority over everything and everyone. For he is God Almighty. And one day every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. Glory be to the sovereign Lord. Oh, I want to see him. To look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617 617- Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org and tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.